what we do here is go back, 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 back. everybody, welcome back to your weekly dose of the Soapstone Podcast. Uh, myself, Dave, joined by my good buddy, Jake. How's it going, everybody? I guess they're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I should redo this. No, leave it. Leave oh, it. man. I have to reduce. Ah, that's fine. Reuse. Recycle. We, we can cut our uns- unsureness, our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck what's the word for that uncertainty yeah i don't know why that went away yeah i, I was uncertain earlier. about uncertainty i had some tea earlier was basically the only reason i remembered <laughs> the word like, you've heard of honesty but have you tried uncertainty <laughs> i fucking hate you and love you at the same time <laughs> what are we talking about tonight though dave tonight we're gonna be talking about some old games yeah some things that we grew up with some things we enjoyed across Nintendo, Super Nintendo, anything before puberty really took hold, I want to say, right. is fair game. <laughs> I, I, that gives me like a couple of years because I started playing games a little bit late. My parents went completely sold on them. So I'm kind of like, eh, three years of gameplay. <laughs> I mean, I started late too. I didn't really get the chance to go through things or even get a system until I was probably like 15. I was yeah. like, hey mom, like literally... Every, I'm, like, I'm the only person please can i just can i play the games yeah so and, i was allowed to have a console and you actually you, you you got on the other side of the console wars i believe from me right what was your from what i know it was the playstation right well that's what i ended up with okay so i started out with gamecube oh. because i wanted to play it's probably Sonic Adventure Battle 2, because I right. played in the store, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and then I switched over to Xbox at a point, because I had to trade in my GameCube. I could only have one at a time. Right, yes. For and balance. I played a shit ton of Halo. <laughs> and then later in high school years, like, PS2, though, because I only have one other friend I want to play with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, they did have a network adapter for the PS2, but that was... It's like, who had the link cable for Game Boy? Nobody had that shit. Yeah. Nobody had the accessories. There was some cool stuff on the the Game Boy side, like as far as like N sixty four, right? But oh, you mean like the game reader for like Pokemon Stadium? Yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, that was legit. No, where I, do you where do you want to start though? Uh, so I I think like probably where we jumped in, like you know, you have your first console. What was your what was your first game? What did you uh what did you play there that was actually pretty fun and do you remember <laughs> um because hmm. if your first game was complete garbage we probably shouldn't talk about that one <laughs> i think the actual first title was sonic adventure battle 2 yeah so i think i played it with my cousin when i visited him over the summer and i was like but what if i had my own version of this game yeah 
and then we could battle chows and stuff. So it's really fun to do, because I grew up on like kind of Sonic CD or the early days of just side-scrolling Sonic. Yes, yeah. And it was really fun to see that in a three-dimensional format, which is wrapped in a lot of nostalgia because it's not the best thing in the world by any means. Yeah. But the music was fun. The characters were cool. I thought the plot made sense for some reason. <laughs> Everything makes more sense as a kid. You have that, yeah. that malleable mind. Where you just go, yeah, okay, after everything. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't played that game, but uh, I've had tracks uh, sent to me over the years. Just like, hey, you're welcome. check out this music. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Almost exclusively from Dave. Yeah. Uh, but no, it looked it looked really solid. Um, I didn't play. I, so Sonic was also kind of an opener for me. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I think I probably opened with Sonic CD, which again just you know your your, your side scroller there. And I still go back and I listen to the. They had two different soundtracks: one for um, uh, NA region, one for um, for Japan and EU, I believe. And yeah. I mean that's that's really fun. That's my go back there. It's harder to go back to like actually playing the game itself. I don't like play the scrolling Sonics as much anymore, but it was pretty good. We had a we didn't have, but my sisters had a, a Sega Dreamcast. That's not true. It was a Sega Genesis. They had a Sega console. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a Sega Genesis. Saved it. And uh, they had Sonic Two on that, and I remember like. Sunday morning before we went to church, <laughs> me and my brother would wake up like really early and go to the living room, turn down the volume a ton. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Load it up. And I'm like, here's your tales. I will be sobbing. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how many times that, that really brought back a memory because a lot of times like you'd have friends over in like mm. the summer and stuff. Or you'd be over at their place and like their parents are still asleep. But whenever you're over at a friend's house, everybody wakes up like 6 a.m. for some reason. Yeah. So we're like, let's get in some game time while eating leftover Doritos and shit. <laughs> so you turn the, the game. I just had the Doritos. The TV volume down. <laughs> <laughs> to each throne. Uh, you turn the game volume down on the TV to like 2. Mm-hmm. You make sure you're on channel 3. Yeah. Oh, right. Specific channels. And you just, I mean, binge play. Yeah. Assuming, you know, you ever went to bed in the first place. Right. Yeah. I had to, I had to eventually. There's some games I played as a kid where I stayed up like a while playing them, but those were more in the like N64 days. Was this like by yourself or with friends? Uh, Once with uh, my brother, actually. It was for... Um... Not a friend. <laughs> just family. A guy I know. <laughs> right. Um, I can't think if I ever stayed up super late. Um, playing games, it would have been, it would have been probably Goldeneye, at a friend's Ooh, house. Classic, yeah. And then eventually, maybe Perfect Dark, because that was the <sighs> the same game, but you know, better <laughs> in most ways. It had better music. You could snipe people through the level while standing in a bathroom stall. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. There's gonna be so just so you guys know, going into this, we're gonna be all over the place as far as we have notes. Games. But a sound effect of papers rustling, the notes are gone. It's yes. kind of just ad hoc. A sound effect of me snapping the laptop in half. <laughs> there goes all my money. <laughs> but yeah, I, we played that. We, there was like some other games that... There was a bunch of games on 
the Genesis, a lot of them were not super great, but there is Cyborg Justice, which nobody knows about. Yeah, I'm giving you the squinty eyes now, like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, there's the cue before this, like, hey, let's not talk about games the other person hasn't played. But I, I want to talk about this just to describe it. Mm -hmm. It was a side-scrolling giant robot fighting game where you picked, uh, like, a chassis, arms, and legs at the start, and they had, like, different weight classes. And it's not like a Gundam thing. It's like a fighting thing, like, more like Golden Axe or something like that. So it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, yes. like, you're... T um tmnt turtles in time exactly yeah and uh most of the game doesn't really matter but they had a uh, the actual mechanics were were such that like if you had certain body parts it would make you like immune to certain attacks you could do other attacks and part of them was like if you had certain arm types you could just like start ripping parts off of enemy mechs <laughs> and then like throwing them at other mechs and one of them was actually like replacement so you could grab like mech parts, rip them off their mech, and then put them on your mech, replacing the parts you already had. <laughs> it was it was super weird. It's like the rocket raccoon, like I'm gonna get that leg. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm done with the jumpy legs. I want huge beefy legs. <laughs> you can't jump. You can only kind of like shuffle your legs, kind of like shimmy across the screen. And like there's things to this day it didn't even make sense. You had the huge beefy legs. They had these like large gaps periodically through the level. You're supposed to like jump over mm -hmm. or something and i'm like but i picked the beefy lines i literally can't clear the gap this game is not good <laughs> do you just fall in and you're fucked or i think there was some mechanic to like find a way over but i didn't know that as a kid i was just like well i'll jump in the hole and lose a life i guess <laughs> it was a little more depressing imagine that in other games you're just like I'll just die. <laughs> you come across like the first Goomba, you're like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> just just take me. I made an effort. <laughs> just you stand in front of an arm oncoming Goomba. <laughs> Least dramatic death. Jesus take the wheel. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of other side scrollers I did back in the day. Probably the biggest one would have to be Kirby. Oh yeah. Like almost anything Kirby. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to keep mentioning my cousin because I did a lot of my co-op gaming stuff with him because he had all the cool games, all the cool consoles. So when I'd visit him over the summer, we would just play a shit ton and never sleep. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, no, I remember those summers. And Kirby Superstar allowed for co-op. So normally if you're just Kirby, uh, you could inhale an enemy and take the power, as mm -hmm. Kirby works, right, for right. those who don't know. Yeah. But you could also then make a little buddy, which is a copy of that enemy, but it was friendly. Okay. So, so if you're second player, you could be that character. So you didn't even like play like Waddle Dee or something like that, like one of the other games? Yeah, you could essentially... Player 2 could be Waddle Dee or Chili, which was the ice guy. Okay. Knuckle Joe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> uh, he essentially had these long-range punches and kicks. and He's a cool dude. Yeah, a little fighting. One of the things I really liked about it, though, is if you were the second player... The first player's like, hey, help me out this thing. You could just hold in the, I think, the A button, mm -hmm. which would turn you into a star and move you to the first player's position. Okay, so it's but like you a recall. Were, yeah, but you were untargetable and undamageable. Ah. So you just laugh while they were taking hits in the face from the boss. <laughs> Conversely, though, player one had the option to, supposed to be if you're at low health, mm -hmm. they could essentially turn you back into the power, okay. and then they could like suck you back up and resummon you at full health. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. So if you were dying, they could be like, oh, I got you. But they'd essentially have to give their power up to re right. revive you. 
But a lot of times, my cousin, because he's usually player one, he's usually player two. Right. If I was being a dick, he would just deanimate <laughs> me. Just, into like, the you into this like, world. See a bitch. <laughs> Taking you out of it. <laughs> no, that's pretty great. And it had uh, some co-op modes too. I think the treasure chase. Still... Yeah, they've had mini games in a lot of those. Yeah. Kirby games. Because they have like, these little mini campaigns you go through. Mm-hmm. One of them is you go and collect treasures, but certain ones you need to have two people to like activate a switch and go through. Yeah. But it's just a lot of fun with all the different powers you can get doing silly shit. I think for Kirby, for me, we didn't have, like, I think my sisters had a Game Boy. Again, a lot of them <laughs> just used their stuff. Uh, and they had, like, the original, or maybe it was even a cousin. Might have been a cousin in this case. But the original Game Boy with a, like, black and white Kirby. Yeah. And uh played that a bit, but the one that really took off for me was we, back when video game rentals from physical locations was a thing. Blockbuster, you can yeah, say it. Pretty much, yeah, I wasn't going to say the B word, but uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> we went there and uh, picked up Kirby Crystal Shards for 64, and that was just goodbye weekend and you know whatever other time i was supposed to spend doing homework <laughs> which was all day because i was homeschooled so <laughs> goodbye life basically until that was done so for those who don't know uh in crystal shards you can have two powers and combine them yeah which is a really unique thing and it was 3d yeah still side scrolly but it's three-dimensional it's really solid what was your favorite combo? Okay, so the one I immediately jumped to because it's like so iconic was the Beam Saber. Yep. Beam Saber was legit. I don't know if it's statistically the best. There were some, I remember, like, uh, you could turn into a fridge and just, like, spawn food items out of your person <laughs> and then just walk up and eat them. Now, I don't know what this means as far as physics, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it basically meant as long as you had the power, you pretty much had infinite health. Um Oh, man, there's some other cool ones, too. I can't remember off the top of my head. I remember Flame Sword was one. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, you'd like hold it over your head, and you could throw it down in front of you. Like, it goes down and then out. And the sword would actually like fly Go forward. Go off the screen, yeah. And you could just like pull another sword out of your mouth and do it again. Sword Swallower Kirby. <laughs> yeah. Slash Guts. Oh, man. Oh, I didn't see that arc, but... <laughs> there had to be one with a rock and stuff to make the statue yeah yeah that might just be base rock mm-hmm. i think yeah if you're just going straight up rock yeah no i can't remember some, oh there was um there was a snowman there was a snowman bomb one where if you got like snowman plus bomb it would you'd be invincible i believe for like a couple seconds mm-hmm. and then detonate <laughs> like do damage near you so you're just like okay as long as this is a boss where I'm not gonna like fall off the level or something. This is my attack strategy: invincibility and then explosion. I assume you don't get damaged by the explosions. No, no, yeah. Okay, yeah, that would that would suck. You're invincible and then you die. <laughs> you die. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound great. No, it was, that was really cool. And they had that. Um, they had some really cool music uh, that I linked probably a couple a couple months back on the Discord. But the uh, uh, some of their boss themes were really cool. And then a really weird final boss. I actually remember this. It was O2. And it's like this flying angel type thing. It's got like band-aids on it. And you're like essentially in this almost like mother slash earthbound final Gygas level thing. Where you're kind of just like in space. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was it was weird. I recognized it was weird as a kid too. Yeah. It was like <laughs> <laughs> What is this game supposed to be telling me right now? No, Kirby games are solid though. I really like I think for pretty much every iteration I love the music. Oh yeah. Because it's I think the first time you get into like chippy eight bit stuff that was like really upbeat and you're like, Yeah, I'm fucking doing yeah. the thing. Moving forward, getting stuff done. But it wasn't badass. Mm-hmm. I think until like bosses and then it starts to kick in a down it down it down it down it. Yeah. No, that was great. I I really like Kirby. There was um uh, let me think. What else would we play kind of around that? Did you did you end up with an N64 at any point? No. My cousin had that. Gotcha. Okay. My cousin had everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all kind of ends up on, on loan, I guess. Uh, we picked up... I never had a PlayStation until <laughs> well past like prime console gaming time, I'd say. And then I, I bought one from uh, our friend Mike. And uh, I think I played it like once or twice and... Then like gave it to the the younger generation of uh, <laughs> people at the household, but uh, I've spent a lot of time on N sixty four, a lot of time on that. We picked it up with like a good deal, and I don't know if I told you, I probably did tell you this before, but the uh, time that we actually got it, like one, I had to convince my parents super hard to get it. I'm just like, because you know they really didn't want me having a game station of any type in the house, and. Uh, but I was like, oh, no, we'll do all this stuff, and we'll do chores, and, you know, like, the childhood promises and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, right? yeah, you say, I will do literally anything yeah. if you agree to this one thing. <laughs> you just, like, start offering your firstborn, and they're like, that's not what, what? And what are you talking about? Indentured servitude, anything in the future, you name it, it's what matters now yeah, is like, this game. It's like in the later years, if, like, you don't want me to put you in a home, I understand. Just <laughs> like, I just need this N64. I remember when I started to actually learn I could use that as leverage, like, hey. <laughs> Going in home. <laughs> I used to joke with my dad that I'd threaten, like, put him in a home with my mom. Yeah. Because my dad's pretty, like, laid back and likes to, like, read. And I feel like in his old age, he would just want to kind of keep to himself and yeah. stuff. My mom's very social. So I was like, if you don't get your shit together. Going <laughs> to put you guys together. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, the the night that we actually had it we had the playstation often or not playstation the n64 off in a box and uh, we had it kind of just there in the room i remember laying in bed staring at it (laughs) just waiting to fall asleep but my eyes are open i'm staring at the n64 (laughs) they've already adjusted i just am like looking at it and i'm literally just too excited to sleep um i do miss those days as a kid yeah I eventually caught up on my, my homeschool years <laughs> later. And they're like, I just can't wait to sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, that is accurate. Uh, but we had we had basically the uh, bundle pack. Because we, we got it from somebody else. We didn't get like an original. Or we didn't win it in like a Taco Bell promotion, which yeah. I was running back then. Uh, and we had a lot of really solid games. We had Goldeneye, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, um, and then we had some other games that were actually still pretty good, and we just filled out the collection from there. Um, did you have either like Mario Kart sixty four or we did oh, Diddy yeah, Kong was, Racing? We actually did have Mario Kart, um, which I think held up a little bit better than Diddy Kong did. I don't know exactly I, I, why. I personally think Diddy Kong's is really bad. Like I yeah. played it a lot as a kid, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but 
Like, I could play a game of drunk driving with Mario Kart 64 at any point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a classic fun game for me. Yeah. No, Mario Kart was super legit. I remember there was, a, there was that, like, dirt track that, like, went went around. It was, like, jumps and things. It was kind of like a dirt bike track. But... And Wario's one? Yeah, it was Wario's. Yeah. And there was, like, a glitch or something. I mean, I mean, you could look up speedruns and see the, all of the glitches. But there was one in that where... If you like jump the wall, you just skip most of the <laughs> most of the map. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty crazy. But I think the reason that one was better than Diddy Kong for me, at least, was because Diddy Kong tried to do all of these things. It's like, oh, you can fly, and you're like in a boat or something, and now yeah. you're on the ground and all that. And all I ever wanted was Mario Kart, basically. Was like this, this. Yeah, you gotta it. do your. Uh... I didn't know for the longest time that you could kind of like you slide could... and strafe into like turns. Yeah. For years, I did not know about that. Yeah, and they had they had like drafting and stuff. If uh, you managed to pull it off properly, I don't know if that was drifting. A... Drifting, drifting, or, or do you mean like you're counter picking with Wario <laughs> against the Yoshi? <laughs> no, no, I mean like if you stay behind somebody in a race and uh, you're like right off their side, you'll get oh. a speed boost, like a little draft. Okay. So. Again, more mechanics I never knew about. Yes, yeah. I played as a kid. I'm just like get the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do I keep getting blue shells? <laughs> oh, it's because I'm always an eighth <laughs> or ninth. Yeah, I, I really liked when you were able to line up a green shell, mm-hmm. skill shot. <laughs> yeah, and like just skill shot. It's a skill shot. <laughs> snipe somebody, or what would more commonly happen is I would just kind of shoot it, mm-hmm. and then it would hit somebody like ten minutes later. Yeah. And like that was me <laughs> planned. <laughs> I, I think, and I'm not 100 percent because it's been years since I played this. I think you could hit yourself too. If oh yeah, you could. If you threw the green shell off incorrectly or something. I will not say I never hit myself. <laughs> Stop hitting me. Quit hitting yourself. Hit yourself. Yeah. Oh man. I liked Wario though, because he just seemed weighted. Yeah. He's not not as as weighted as Bowser, but No. I think like the optimal weight. thing was like Donkey Kong <laughs> mm-hmm. for like acceleration and weight. I yeah. just didn't like being like bumped in by other people and being like, Well, I'm fucked. Yeah. I remember uh toad would always be like i'm just like i'm there's like non-toad tier and then there's toad (laughs) yeah this is kind of like assumption that toad's in front and you just gotta pray for the blue shell (laughs) and that's your that's your out (laughs) he's a quick little dude but he was uh he was soft Mm -hmm. he was weak (laughs) you could like actually crush people too if you actually like landed on top of them if i remember correctly yes you couldn't like come up on them but you had to or or if they were like lightning yeah, that's and they what were it was. like mini. You could just run over them and flatten them. Bring. <laughs> oh man, that was the original destructive tendency racing. <laughs> Surprising for Nintendo, but uh, I appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had another um, on the N sixty four. Another game like that was a uh, not like that, but uh, Wipeout, which continued as a series for a while and eventually dropped. That was mainly. I remember playing sixty four, but I see that all the time in like uh, arcade machines. Yeah. It was really good for an arcade machine because it was just like the polys weren't super high, but it looked really cool. You went really fast and seen so didn't really care that the graphics were garbage. Um, yeah, that apparently got picked up by like PlayStation for like a long time. I think oh. like the last one was for like PSP or something like that. But yeah, I remember uh, there's like two or three tracks that were actually in there, and they're like, "And we're out of <laughs> we're out of memory on the cartridge." <laughs> Start cutting back some of the graphics, <laughs> and. Uh, no, that was fun. 
anti-gravity racing league good stuff did you play any other games uh for the n64 i have more overlap with you for n64 i think yeah i was like like how much like oh nintendo super nintendo and they were like n64 yeah <laughs> but i mean that was kind of like the pinnacle of childhood because nintendo was kind of before our time certain people like inherited them and like would play some games but mm-hmm. even then that was considered retro gaming right yeah mm-hmm. n64 i played a little bit of gomon but i have like no memory of that yeah i don't know what that is it was very japanese and it was fun but again like no memory of that yeah that was one of those and i guess they still exist you know as consoles where games can kind of come out and they're they're either like the mainstream like everybody knows about this like first party nintendo or something like that and then there's like the second party things where you're like yeah doom i guess was also released on n64 and then you go even further down and you're like why is there this like super in-depth like rpg tactical game or something like that that literally no one's ever played or knows about yeah there's lots of obscure things that just showed up like i think uh war games was actually on n64 as well like the movie no like war games defcon 1 oh i mean it was based off of the movie mm-hmm. or vice versa i forget which came out first i don't actually know but it was like a nice fun um rpg game where you would build your units and go take objectives and stuff and you had like whopper and norad yeah but like i never played on 64 i didn't know what came out yeah for the longest time on that people tried for like for that console they tried like games that did not adapt themselves that well to it like or look at your game look at the controller mm-hmm. realize you're fucked yeah i know you're just like oh you don't have auto aiming <laughs> oh man <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> and then if games managed to come out for that and the playstation i feel like the playstation version was almost always better it was just like <laughs> cds though <laughs> yeah but i did like that they tried to do the hey you kind of have like this single analog stick in the middle mm-hmm. go for it so that's why like Star Fox was a big success oh yeah, yeah. it was before you had dual analog because you actually felt like you were using the joystick to pilot stuff right. and actually moving it around it's cool just a very yeah i mean it is a joystick but it's just and then you had the z trigger oh yeah back yeah. when it was a fucking trigger you didn't have shoulder buttons mm-hmm. you were aiming to kill pull that trigger with perfect dark golden eye or anything yeah i don't know that's solid and then uh, Legend of Zelda, which I mentioned I had those what? too. Yeah, some Zelda? People, yeah, it's... Um, Is that a more niche thing you were mentioning? Yeah, a protagonist named Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is so far? He's a small green boy. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he grows up to be a, a, a blue man. <laughs> Sometimes a red man. <laughs> Progressively interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, but I played that, like, a ton. Or was like, Ocarina in particular. Because I didn't appreciate Majora's Mask until later. When I realized that it wasn't just, like, a timer till you lost. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of friends I've met, like, throughout the years where it's like, oh, yeah, the reason I never played Majora's Mask is because I saw the timer and I was just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of stress, especially as a kid. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't want to lose, like, permanently lose the game. That's... Yeah, and if you just played like a little bit longer, you'd get the song time. You'd be able to go back, you'd realize that it's all this, just replaying the loop and doing things differently, and you don't have that stress, but I avoided that, played Ocarina, yep, yep. and uh, that took forever, 
<laughs> to me because I was like a little kid and I was just like I'm just gonna run around and do stuff uh, and it is still a pretty big game like it takes a while to beat but if you don't know what you're doing at all it takes that much longer <laughs> I, I, I don't want to focus too much on that but as far as games that uh, kind of impacted me as a kid or my parents probably would never let me play <laughs> if, they, if they like saw specific things in the game there was the uh, Shadow Temple in Ocarina of Time. And there's like all of these walls with like bones and eyes and things like that. You need like the lens of truth and you're talking to spirits and stuff like that. And it's just the creepiest thing like imaginable. That and Beneath the Well, where there's the dead hand thing that's like, uh, and goes to attack you. I don't know if you played, but. I played a bit, but I kind of, like most people, kind of tapped out at the water temple. I was like, I don't got time for this. <laughs> There's so much sunlight outside. Let me go ride a bike. Yeah. Those are the things that legitimately creep me out. And like, I'm like, how is this in a kid's game? Then I don't know if it actually was a kid's game <laughs> in retrospect, but I think it was rated E. Yeah, for everyone, including adults. <laughs> yes. It was more marketed for. <laughs> It was really fun, though. Like, I still remember some of the songs. Mm-hmm. I would say even most people could could name a tune and be like, oh, this is Epona's versus... Yeah. This is the Song Zelda's of Lullaby. Lullaby, or Lullaby yeah. Yeah, Song of Storms. <laughs> a down, up, A down, up, A down, up. <laughs> remember when ocarinas were, like, the coolest fucking thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's... <laughs> that, was, that was a while back. <laughs> I mean, this still could be cool. Maybe they're going back to retro at this point. Well, I saw somebody who actually, I think using like a Raspberry Pi or something similar, uh, coded some things in the ocarina where he could play a tune mm-hmm. and certain things in his house would react accordingly. Okay. So I forget which That's song really cool. applied to which, but he had a song to <laughs> unlock or lock his front door, mm-hmm. uh, turn on like a water system to like water a plant. <laughs> Another one to, like, turn on the lights. As soon as you describe this, I imagine that he just arrives home drunk one night and goes <laughs> to play a song. Just, like, one watering note. the plant. <laughs> door just stays open behind him, just collapses on the floor. Wakes oh up, like, with an inch of water on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he just holds the last note inexplicably. <laughs> That's what would always have me paranoid about, like, different locking mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Cause like a lot of um, phones now, be like, "Oh, it'll recognize your face." I'm like, "But what if I don't look like me? <laughs> yeah, what no. if I'm in costume? What if somebody punches me? Right. And then then what? What if I body jack somebody? I mean, you don't know. <laughs> you got to be ready. <laughs> but what if somebody steals my fingerprints? <laughs> exactly. They're gonna get into my phone. <laughs> oh yeah. So, anyways, not that, but yeah. <laughs> the uh, they did play around with some things kind of related to that. I remember at the N64, they had that uh, "Hey You Pikachu." Right with the explicit, uh, they had a special place. I don't know, a special PlayStation Four. It was crazy. <laughs> no, but they had the uh, the Pikachu yellow N sixty four, and the game itself was based around like a microphone attachment, yeah. where it would loosely try to like pick up what you're saying oh, and try to react to you. And this was like V one uh, attempt, so. Like you're shouting at your deaf grandmother trying to <laughs> yeah. have her Pikachu, understand Pikachu, roll it. over! 
Play Dead Pikachu. Play Dead. Yeah, I think I missed that one entirely. Did you just did you see Snap at all? Pokemon Snap. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. You think I wasn't throwing apples at random Pokemon? Yeah, I was. Being that voyeuristic guy on a rail cart. Yeah, I think the first time I played that, I was just like, oh, this this is nice, like cool. It's like you know taking pictures and stuff. It's a cool game. And it's like, throw apples at things to stun them. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's just like, oh man, there's a, there's a kid over there. That's cool. Let's wave. To- oh, get out of my eye. <laughs> Dome them. <laughs> K.O. <laughs> oh, man. That was really great. But when it, the, that was one of those games that, like, they tried to sell it to you at, like, Walmart or something. Yeah. You've got, like, the playable demo for it. And then you'd go home and you'd play through it a couple times and you realize it's actually really short and you've already like beaten it, you know, within like a week kind of, of like just playing around with it. And you're like, yeah. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think there's like only three or four areas you would go through on a track. Yeah. And there were other Pokemon you had to maybe unlock things for. You had to, to like, like bait them out. Things. But <laughs> I'll play the flute. <laughs> I'll throw an apple in the bush. That's the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, let's just use this natural pause yeah no i don't know what pause you're talking about the pause of the pokemon oh that's fair there was a yeah snorlax <laughs> was up there giant snorlax I remember that guy i don't even have that game i don't know i'm talking about that one uh something i played a ton of with my brother with friends I think I played it at a friend's house first, and then, like, we convinced our parents to get it on eBay or something for, like, 25 bucks. Was it exactly $25? <clears throat> it was around 25 And which bucks. friends did you play with? Uh, I'm the only friend. Don't, I... don't spare the specifics, Jake. You've already gone really deep. <laughs> <laughs> but Super Smash Bros. It was probably the game I've sunk the most time into in N64. Like, once we got that... I was like, well, rest in peace, Goldeneye. <laughs> Perfect Dark, you kind of have a chance, but we're just going to play against bots. Super Smash Bros. I'll have you know at my peak, I could beat two level 9 opponents if I played Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> did you grab them and throw them yes, off? that's okay. all I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, not, not his down spike, but his overhead spike. <laughs> Spin. <laughs> Those are the two abilities. That's all you need. Doesn't jump, doesn't move. No, yeah, that's not necessary. That's inefficient. You got to save those calories <laughs> for grabs. <laughs> but yeah, I played that with a ton with uh, my brother, and it's one of those games. I don't know if you had anything like this, but uh, if you had it at your house and it was like vaguely competitive, you're just like, yes, yes, come over and play the game with me. Yeah, it's that's kind of the shtick, right? Like if you have the multiplayer combative game mm-hmm. and you owned it. You were the one who would occasionally like, oh, I'm just, I, I mean, I've played a little, because yeah. it's at my house. Yeah. But you were the god tier person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you can pick any character you want. It's fine. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, just random. No, it's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'll kill myself two times for free. Whatever. Yeah, I'll just throw, throw oh, some stock. We'll make it even. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's entirely true. And I think, like, yeah. anytime I visited a friend's house to play a game, it was basically like that. They had... All of the, I feel like they just like bought strategy guides just to destroy <laughs> me when I, when I went over. They're just like I, I, I show up and I knock on their door and they're just like yeah yeah. So they're just like pushing just piles of Prima strategy guides like <laughs> underneath their bed. 
yeah, let's play a game. Just picked it up. It's fine. <laughs> Sadly, I hate to say it's one of the reasons I liked Blockbuster. Because mm-hmm. you'd go there with a friend, you're like, hey, let's pick up a game for 64 PlayStation, right? And then you bring it home, and like neither of you have played it. Yeah. Unless you rented it secretly the week before. <laughs> right. But you could kind of just go in blind and play like a Bloody Roar or something else. And you're like, how the fuck does this fighter work? When can I ult? I don't get this. <laughs> oh, man. But my my fighter that I was the god tier at, because I owned it, uh, was Soul Calibur. Oh, yes. This is but that, PlayStation? Yeah, this is a PS2 days. Mm-hmm. But my friend... And then another friend also had PlayStations. And they also had their own copies of Soul Calibur. Okay. So quickly we started having like grudge matches. Right. Where it's like, all right, who's been practicing more? <laughs> yeah. And to this day, uh, when we still get the opportunity, I will do a grudge match with my friend Chad. Mm. And we'll both pick Astaroth. <laughs> and like we've seen each other's combos so many times. Right. But like he kicked my ass so many times with Astaroth. I was like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> so I learned Astaroth's moveset. So I'd be like, oh, he does this, then I should, oh, counter here. He's got some and vulnerability you, frames right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I really liked about, like, playing with friends growing up. Yeah. Is, like, you either had the joy of, like, oh, it's a co-op thing, we get to experience this together, or mm-hmm. you beat me, you will regret that. Yeah. And it kind of drove you forward to keep playing the game and getting better at it. Yeah. So I think, like, where I'm at today, I don't think I'm a great at video games by any means. Hmm. The but kids, the kids have taken over. <laughs> definitely, because I do other things in my life from time to time. But it's definitely allowed me to like pick up certain games. Yeah, you could mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's this. You're like, oh, okay, I'll just go and jump and do these things. Right, and it's, it's a kind shooter, of more so natural. I, I use the gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoot him, Mario. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Mario Sunshine. I think was yeah. <laughs> first person shooter. <laughs> I think I stopped playing that game after I ripped the tentacle off that innocent squid yeah and it was like flailing and i felt awful yeah. that was the day of the tentacle <sighs> was that super nintendo i have no idea what that was from actually i think it might, it might have been i DC. know it is an old game it's an adventure game right so it's probably like point and click i think that sounds right yeah it might like have been made PC. by some people who did monkey island it's whatever that some lucas arts thing well it might have been after tim schafer left lucas arts mm, yeah I'm not sure. I haven't played that game. We really should look <laughs> these things up. <laughs> that might not even be a real game. This could be a group hallucination. <laughs> I don't Did really you... enjoy as much point and click. Oh no, I didn't. I mean, you. I've I've heard you talk about Mist though. Well, Mist is a classic. <laughs> I think everybody has either played or knows about Mist because it's like you're in this game. What do you do? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but I've been like doing this run thing that I think is a puzzle for like two hours. <laughs> it's kind of just like a repetitive task thing. You're just like, oh, this is kind of calming. <laughs> I click on things and stuff yeah. happens. That was like one of the first games where it's like, hey, there's puzzles. You're like, okay, what are the puzzles? And it's like, bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you kind of just had to figure all of it out. Yeah. There wasn't really a strategy guide. There wasn't... There's not really other people except mm-hmm. the ones you talk through, to through books yeah. they're all dicks and you're like all right cool they made a they made like a remaster of that at some point i think it might have been relatively recent um i considered picking it up but i was just like do i really am i gonna play a point and click i'm not it's like it would be three minutes i'd be like oh i remember this game oh it's awesome. yeah and i didn't i didn't play it back in the day i did see the uh 
uh, so a lot of games, my only exposure to the fact that they exist is I saw the cover at like Walmart. <laughs> I'm just like, but there was games that actually cost a retail price. Those are immediately disqualified. Like, don't even consider those. Yeah, I don't have money. I'm literally a kid. Yes. The fact that I have allowance <laughs> is a blessing from above. Yeah. You're like, $50? You mean a million dollars? That's not happening. It's like, but who do I need to give the blood sacrifice to? <laughs> yes. I don't have that many firstborns. I'm already at three. <laughs> no, there's, I think I think the price range was roughly like 10 bucks. That one I might be able to convince my parents if I like complete chores and things. And if I just like beg as though this is the only thing that matters to me in the world, I might be able to get like a $20 game if it's a bundle of multiple games. <laughs> I'll be like, this is the last thing I'll ask you for this year. <laughs> <laughs> a month later. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I probably did more. Uh, PC gaming like as it kind of picked up um, through there and I didn't do online stuff that much it was mostly just single player stuff I mean online wasn't really a thing back then Mm -hmm. as much as like you had the dial up noise I think everybody remembers that ringtone hashtag 90s kids (laughs) America online did you get much into DOS at all so I did actually my grandparents had an old computer with Mm -hmm. DOS on it and uh, they they moved it because they like they had a um they had it in like a back room and then eventually like some years later they moved it outside and this is my out of many instances i played dos with my uh dos games with my brother uh this one stands out because they had moved it kind of like outside and you know like we went out and plugged it in but it was winter and it was like frost on the ground and this is an unheated like shed basically so when you said outside if you meant outside the room you mean outside the house outside the house yeah so this is like in storage in storage basically so we like hook this thing out to power we went out early morning when it's like freezing outside and we just like sat there and played games (laughs) this is the this is the one where it's like it's like the sunday morning story without any heating (laughs) back when i was your age but we played a bunch of games that didn't matter but the ones that did commander keen Ooh, commander keen's a good good game and uh scorched earth which nobody nobody knows about but it's a it's like um worms you ever played worms yes it's basically the same thing with tanks okay yeah yeah i i really want to talk about worms but i also want to talk about another mm-hmm. dos game real quick <laughs> did you ever play descent Oh my gosh! Yes, I did that play. That game Descent. was so fucking good. I think I, I don't even know if I had that one on DOS. I think I had like a PC version of it because I remember loading that up. Yeah. And then we switched operating systems and it never worked again. But <laughs> it was like Windows ninety five days or something yeah. like that, right? That was just so fucking sweet because you were like in this ship and you're driving around, mm-hmm. and then you're just trying to find like keys to get to the, blow up the reactor, and you yeah. occasionally come across an enemy and you'd shoot him down. And you're like, I got him. Yeah. And that felt cool. And you had, if you pressed F, you'd shoot out like a little thing of light because it was dark. You're underground in these caves. And then you'd go and you'd destroy the reactor. <laughs> Countdown. And, and you had 10 seconds and the screen would shake. And it yeah. was already like poly as fuck type graphics. Yeah. And you were sprinting towards the exit, which you've already mapped out your path because you have 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it was so intense. And the music was good. Yeah. And the scariest thing for me in that game 
was a purple lattice you'd occasionally find in like a recessed area uh-huh. which was an enemy spawner oh but again like you're going through these underground caverns and underground facilities and it was dark but you'd have these guys who had claws they were like mining robots that would like right. come up and like start just scraping yeah, your ship and like taking out your, your, your hull and armor yeah. and your shield mm-hmm. and i would freak out yeah it, so okay. Every time I'd see like a purple thing, I would go like and just sit in it because it wouldn't spawn an enemy if you were in it. And I was like, "All right, plan out your next thing. Where are you going?" Because I didn't want to get ganked. It's like a tactical thing. Oh my god! I actually remember intense. the uh, it was I think it was on the disc on the CD. They had the the energy orb, the descent energy yeah. orb, and uh, this is very minor aside. I was considering picking up a. Uh, discord nitro just to have the animated avatar just to like get the energy orb like animated Ooh, like that, that shit after. that would be so cool um but it only works if you mouse over somebody it doesn't always animate so i was like that's reasonable but i also don't want it anymore hmm. okay now we can talk about worms though yes <laughs> so which worms did you play because i remember there's armageddon world party was later hmm I didn't actually, I never actually played Worms. I just played a game that was very, very similar to it, I think. So you'd have to describe Worms to me, and I would tell you okay. how um, it's different. Basically, you have teams of little dudes. Mm-hmm. It is a side-scrolling game. Uh, once your character was selected, you had the option to move a little bit, and then you had an assortment of items. Right. A lot of which were weapons, some are utility to help you move around a little bit further, and you had like 60 seconds to do an action. But, I mean, like, most common thing is, like, you move, you get out the bazooka, you shoot at somebody, and you hope you can knock them off the stage okay, into gotcha. the water. And every worm had 100 health, so you either had to damage them down or knock them off. Uh-huh. A lot of times, though, I'd try and knock them off, because that's the most efficient. That's an instant kill. Yeah. So, if you could jetpack or grappling hook up to another worm, get out the baseball bat, and just, <laughs> whoosh, just hit them, that was really good for hitting them long laterally or if you needed to like bump them up into something you could use the shoryuken okay which is the uppercut (laughs) yeah and they also had other things like um mines and flammable barrels okay you could call in these airstrikes and like set it up and there was wind patterns you had to factor in yeah for if you had like a bazooka shot or that type of projectile it would actually carry with the wind and grenades wouldn't Mm. and you got to like piece together all these things and it was super cool. Yeah. That sounds like a more approachable version, basically, of Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth was more DOS-like. It was yeah. tanks. And they were just kind of like small band of pixels with a band of pixels that moves up for like the tank barrel. Yeah. And uh, similar deal, you'd like get spawned into a map and it would be like dirt and then hills. And uh, you had like maybe a little bit of fuel. You could move just slightly. But the idea was all predicting your shots and factoring in the wind mm-hmm. and the world wrapped around so if you fire it off the right side oh, it'll come up okay. both left so like if you were in the low ground and someone's on a hill on the opposite side of the map on the left side you could fire to the right and just hit them um but it was all about like the prediction and stuff and then i think you got money as well and you could buy items to like do things one of them was like one way you could die is if somebody uh the one item was like uh i think it was actually called a worm basically so it's kind of fun to back oh, to that tie-in. but it was a uh, weapon that would hit the ground and then dig randomly in random areas and what it would do is it would just destroy earth 
And this is DOS, so it's not gonna like do a physics simulation yet. Uh, it would do the whole destruction thing, destroy all the earth was gonna destroy, and then stop. And this took like 20 seconds to resolve. <laughs> uh, and then the ground above it would fall down to fill the hole, oh. and then the tanks would fall. And the tanks could actually be destroyed if they fell far enough, unless they bought a parachute. Then they would fall uh, okay. and they'd land on the ground. Uh, but it was all about like shooting nukes at each other and missiles and getting shields and stuff like that. It was really cool. I really do resonate with those type things because worms also had like terrain destruction and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, I would try and like burrow underground and then like call in airstrikes or other <laughs> shit, or use the super sheep to like fly an explosive sheep. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna explain this real quick. Yeah, I feel like um, that's an explanation. So there were some special items which had like a longer cooldown or less uses. Mm-hmm. One of which was the aqua sheep. Okay. So it would shoot out as a sheep, and normally with sheep's they would just explode after you press space. Okay. You know, normal sheep. Normal sheep. But it would go and it would kind of jump out, and when it was in the air, you press space, mm-hmm. and then you'd hear like a kind of superhero noise and they would have a cape and start flying around okay and you could direct it but with the aqua sheep it could fly but it could also fly underwater oh so you'd find where your enemy was and you'd put like a tactical strike on that specific (laughs) spot to fuck him up yeah (laughs) that was fun tactical sheep inbound (laughs) it's all over (laughs) oh yeah there's also like an old grandma, which would kind of just walk in a straight line until it timed out and then explode. Oh. <laughs> there were like Games skunks were that would uh, <laughs> jump and like it would put out a poisonous gas and stuff. <laughs> it was dumb, but it was fun. No, that is pretty great. If they have multiplayer, we should check it out. I might have it's on a Steam. version. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, it exists on Steam. Yeah. Might have to check that. So look forward to the Worms podcast. <laughs> Or why Jake now hates Dave. (laughs) We're only going to talk about the story. (laughs) Uh, So talking about games like where you kind of sit down, you play play against each other, something like that. That's something like I've tried to. I know uh, you've brought it back to a certain extent as well. We both have uh, Steam Link set up, right? Oh yeah. So you can like bring some friends over and actually get part of that experience. it was kind of forced on us when we were younger, right? Where you had to have a friend come over. You had to have a workable bike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to well, actually... That's why your parents have the couch in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Actually play the game there. Um, and I think there's... I The trick here is I haven't made it work that many times. I have, like, some couch co-op games, but I don't usually load them up. Or if people come over, you know, play board games or something. But I still... I want to believe. I, like, I bought a bunch of controllers just in case <laughs> ever becomes a reality i'll be ready i'm telling you we should play more gang beasts for sure yeah i mean it's definitely it's definitely a good party game um anyone where they kind of like remove well don't they don't remove skill but they add like a layer of complexity mm-hmm. across the board for everybody it's like hey this isn't going to be the most responsive thing you're right <laughs> see ya <laughs> you're like if everything was a little more responsive you could go pro with this but no <laughs> yeah I, can, I do enjoy games like that though um and they're they're not retro you know anymore but i think that part of it is going back to you know sitting down on the couch playing games with friends 
or very rarely did I actually like get a couch. It'd always be like a TV, a crappy console, like in their room. <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot of floor sitting. Occasionally, you would maybe like, "Hey, can I borrow like a pillow to sit <laughs> yes, on?" Or something like my butt hurts. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons I probably have back problems. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Then when you went over to your friend's house, did you get to be like player one or did you become I player was, two? I pretty much always player two, I think. Did you get like the shitty controller? It's like host rules. Yeah. <laughs> get like the, the crappy one, a little bit less responsive or off brand. It's like the sticky analog. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which I mean, if the host is feeling generous, they would use that controller and still kick your ass. Right, yeah. They, they're the ones that have been practicing and they have those prima strategy guides under their beds. So. <laughs> I'm not I'm not bitter about that. <laughs> I never I never had proof. I never saw the strategy guides, but I know. I know. I think I know. Of old controllers while well, we still have some time, do you have a favorite? <laughs> well it's not the N sixty four. No, that was interesting but not meant for intense playability yeah i think i mean like kind of it's not gonna be dreamcast either those things were gigantic i don't even remember the structure it doesn't it's too large for my mind to actually comprehend (laughs) because the last picture i have of it is as a child yeah (laughs) and it actually goes beyond the boundaries of my mind's eye (laughs) it's not that uh playstation controller was really solid I think PlayStation... Yeah, they haven't changed it in 20 years because it's been... <laughs> it's like... Uh, the PS4 one's like kind of nice. It's got like a couple features that are pretty good. But it's the same basic structure, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> they added another trigger button like at some point, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, oh, the joysticks are now buttons. <laughs> Whedon made it. <laughs> uh, I think if you were to go back like beyond that, though, to like olden style... Nintendo things. I I really like the um the Super Nintendo controllers. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, like it doesn't have any of the features of any of those other controllers we've talked about. It doesn't have you know joysticks or anything like that. But they're just like simple and minimalist, and they worked. And they had shoulder buttons too, right? I think they might have. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was D pad, your A Y X B, select start. I think like really small Eleanor's. Yeah, all the man needs. <laughs> it's nice. I mean, when I was doing like Mega Man X stuff, that was. I'm not going to go into the whole Mega Man X tangent, but <laughs> I remember using that controller and just liking being able to jump on walls, jump off walls, and yeah, it just felt like a good size. But now with modern games, I feel like I need to have the whole mm-hmm. like a three dimensional thing in my hand. Yeah, because you are doing so many other things with it. Yeah. Like, for, for SNES, this is, like, the age of platformers. And that was a controller perfect for platformers or just, like, top-down play, right? Yeah. Can I, can I move around? Done. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, north, south, east, east, west, and we're good. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's all the time we have for today. I know we couldn't cover a lot of other games that we enjoyed playing. Right. And I'm sure we didn't hit any of the ones that you guys enjoyed playing. <laughs> Hopefully <So>, one. <laughs> probably one. But please uh, reach out to us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. We'll keep saying it every every episode until you start emailing us. Or we have a Facebook page now mm-hmm. if you want to reach out to us through that. But we'd love your feedback. We'd love to hear more about some of your gaming experiences and what it is to you. Because obviously it's a huge passion for us, which is why we do this. 
for sure jake agrees yes (laughs) yes (laughs) but we'd love to share that with you in some way shape or form yeah it's really great when people get involved our last episode was a request uh, yeah a fan request we do that shit yeah no so i mean if if you request it and it's reasonable i mean definitely helps your chances <laughs> but again thank you a good word for you definitely yeah <laughs> we will we'll be advocates for you so thank you for sticking around to the end like dave said and we'll see you in the next one